The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. And Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson. I'm the founder and CEO of Huckabye. And this week, we're discussing the benefits of link building. Joining me is Jeremy Moser, who is the CEO at Usurp, which is a digital PR and SEO link building company that helps you earn brand features, increase organic rankings, and drive site traffic. So far this week, Jeremy and I have talked about link building in 2023, how to do SEO for startups. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by discussing why link building is a key to SEO strategy. Okay, here's my conversation with Jeremy Moser, the CEO at Usurp. Jeremy, welcome back. This is a topic made for you. In my network, probably the 
most expert link builder I know. Great to have you on the podcast to talk more about link building. Last time we talked on our first episode about sort of what's happening in 2023 with link building, where have things gone, what kind of links are no longer important, which ones are growing in importance. And today we're going to talk about sort of why link building is so important to SEO. Let's just dive right into it and hear from the expert. Why is link building so important still today? Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that I tend to look at here from this standpoint is really kind of related to essentially how Google describes link building in their own documentation. And uh, basically what they say in their article titled How Search Works, which is essentially just a breakdown of how they actually rank things, how they determine you know what goes on search results and what they display to users. They have a section in there about content quality, and I find this really the most interesting part of it. And essentially what they say is that content quality goes beyond sort of just the written word. And essentially also they reference what kind of good quality sites or people are referencing the content that you post. And so it's a really interesting distinction that they make basically around what's subjective versus objective. So what they're saying there is essentially like, yeah, content quality, you can sort of measure it just by reading it. You can tell that it's accurate, like the the stylistically it's good. They have an accuracy of information or sources cited. Those are all things that you can measure. There's also a subjective element to content, right? Of like, did someone reading that like that? It could just depend on the person and what they were looking for. And so there is a very subjective nature in content itself. It's like the same with like movies, TV shows, right? Like some people like it, some people don't. And then there's also objective measures around ratings and reviews. And that's really where the link building aspect comes into play is that really good quality links from good sources in your niche are an objective measure directly to say, okay, this piece of content, this website, they're the expert in this space. We're referencing them constantly on the subject matter. We link to them here. This other site that also talks about this links to them because they're the expert on the subject is a really good direct objective measure. And I think that's really the big key factor in link building today. And why it's so important is that it's just a really objective measure that at this point is really difficult to game or fake if we're talking about really, really good quality sites referencing you. It's really hard to get your way into, you know, if you're in the marketing space or something and you want to get a link from HubSpot, getting that is super, super difficult, right? And so earning that makes it that much more valuable and makes it that much more of an objective measure. I completely agree. And and it still is probably the most important lever that you can pull in SEO still today. I had a guest recently on a podcast that is upset with Google for essentially only recognizing like big branded sites and that this is like a problem for them. You know, 10 years ago, if you searched for flannel shirts, you'd get some small businesses that would make their own flannel shirts. Now you get like Kohl's and REI. And and if you look at almost any search, that's true. And I think that probably ends up coming back to link building where the smaller companies that can't acquire these or can't get these great links just fall by the wayside. Do you see that happening in terms of like, when you look at who's ranking, it is a lot more enterprise these days. Is that a, do you think that's a problem? And if so, what could Google do to to fix this? I, I thought it was an interesting take. It's sort of a conspiracy theory a little bit, but you do see it happening. It's hard to deny when you search for almost anything, it's like all big names. And it probably ends up coming down to the link building. Are you seeing this happening? Yeah, for sure. It's actually an interesting one. I saw a prime example of this just the other day. Of uh, You search for, I can't remember the exact keyword string, but I think it's something along the lines of like, 
best truck tires or something like that. And I think Forbes is ranking number one. So it gives you an idea. They're outranking like, I think, you know, Motor Trend, Bridgestone, whatever the direct stuff is in the auto space, just by sheer size of Forbes, right? Like Forbes covers pretty much every topic under the sun at this point. They're probably one of the largest in terms of a link profile standpoint on the internet. Uh, And also obviously brand recognition for Forbes doesn't hurt in that anyone searching for a topic, if Forbes is there in the top three, chances are probably a good amount of people are clicking Forbes, even if they're not number one, just sheer based on brand recognition. So I think it's definitely an interesting thing that we're seeing across the board is that SEO is becoming a little bit of a winner-take-all space at the moment where we're seeing massive brands just based on their link equity authority alone are able to move into spaces that normally they wouldn't otherwise be able to and sort of build some of that credibility and authority in those spaces. So it's definitely something I'm seeing across the board right now. Yeah, Forbes does rank for number one for best truck tires. And what the heck does Forbes know about truck tires? You'd think that some of these other sites below it might be better sources. Do you think this is... We in a previous episode talked about the update that they did in December of 2022 that that sort of devalued some of these smaller, quote-unquote, spammier links to focus on these high-quality ones. For us, it's like, don't, don't hate the player, hate the game. We'll play the game and we'll try to win. Theoretically, though, do you think this is a, it's kind of a bit of a mistake? Like, in a perfect world, Forbes probably wouldn't rank number one. Like, if, if Google had their druthers, like, they probably don't want Forbes ranking number one for best truck tires. Is there something that they could adjust? Not that they're listening to this podcast, but is there something that they could adjust to to let the little guys get seen more? The other theory on this was like, well, it's the big companies that pay Google the most, and so let them get rewarded. But for your average searcher looking for truck tires, like getting your information from Forbes versus getting it from someone that really knows what they're talking about seems like a mistake. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really tricky thing to kind of analyze because I I understand it from a base level standpoint that uh, Forbes has good brand recognition. If you're an average consumer and you see Forbes, you might trust that with the decision making process. And so from Google's standpoint, I can kind of see how it makes sense where they'd be ranking for that. And if they were ranking for that and they were seeing positive experiences from Google's standpoint, like, hey, people are actually clicking on this over everything else in search results. They're staying longer. They're engaging more with the page. We don't want to devalue that page because that might create a worse user experience. I understand that from Google's core perspective and that you know they have to protect their business model and consumers making sure they have a good experience. On the flip side, though, I'd like to see, at least in the future, more businesses have a say in their own niche and their own lane, so to speak, right? Like Forbes is historically known for content about finance or entrepreneurship or things around business. So kind of seeing them just go into every single affiliate space known to man on the internet and dominate those is a little bit concerning in that they're they're basically breaking that traditional model of like, here's our, our core niche, our core focus. This is what we're the experts at. And they're now sort of spreading themselves to, to appear as experts in every space. I think that's a little problematic from a Google standpoint in that if Forbes is just dominating every single search result, there's less and less people that are going to be likely and willing to create really good content that's going to show up, right? People are going to get discouraged by that. They're going to say, okay, if Forbes and NerdWallet and Bankrate are the only ones ranking for everything on the internet 
and they've got a 20-year head start and they've got a million links from every single site on the internet. We're never going to be able to beat them. So why even create content in the first place? And you're going to run into that issue of just not having enough of diverse opinions in the search results. And I think that's really a problem long-term that you know Google might face. Absolutely. Yeah, I just clear, I mean, I bet they're getting paid too. They have the buy right here link from Amazon from all the different and they're getting. This is definitely an affiliate driven page, which is just just is what it is. But it's there, you know, everybody's profiting off that page, including Google. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Tell me a little bit about the link building world at one point was very black hat, right? Like if you had any conversations behind closed doors with people about link building, you wanted the doors closed because you were up to no good, but it was working. Is that completely gone or is there still some black hat stuff? Like, I just know from my own experience, like there's some stuff that you could do with Google to quote unquote trick them. They are an algorithm. Are there any sort of gray hat, black hat things out there that that still work? I know they'll probably be eliminated in the coming months or years, but anything that's a a little bit, I love getting into the, the gray hat, black hat stuff. I mean, I think Overstock was banned for nine months for it, but I think it's fascinating. Is there anything that still still exists that might be a little, little gray or black in this field? Yeah, there definitely is. And we're still seeing some of that work to an extent. I think it's just a matter of like, how long does that work for? And then again, like what's your risk tolerance or profile there? So there are some interesting stuff we'll be seeing along the lines of like AI generated content at scale, programmatic stuff at scale, I like scraping existing people also ask boxes at scale and creating new content sites from them. So if you play, there is like a short term mindset of this site could run for a year on display ads at a million hits per month by just kind of scraping a bunch of random content in like obscure niches where there's a crazy high amount of search volume and not like much business intent. So like people just aren't really covering it that much. There is some interesting kind of black hat stuff that I've seen work for a year, two years at a time, and then basically just fall off the face of the earth because Google starts <laughs> to catch on. So that stuff definitely is still working. I think, though, if you're a real business and you've got like that long term vision, 
touching any of that stuff for sure is a risk in the sense that you could be two years in and all of a sudden, if your business is dependent on SEO and you've done a lot of kind of sketchy things, that valve could be shut off at any moment. And then your business is kind of, you know, left in the water there. So I think we're still seeing stuff like that where you can, you know, there's sites that mass generate AI pages at scale, do uh, scraping of like existing content. So basically like plagiarism in a sense, and then just spitting that into their own sites. We've seen some of those hit just massive traffic numbers for a year, year and a half, and then kind of die off. But that's still compelling, right? If you're just kind of like trying to be scrappy and you want to spin up a site and like your goal is, let me just see if I can make any money on display ads here, you potentially could have some success there. Um, but yeah, there, there's some interesting stuff that still like sort of works at least short term. Yeah. And I have a feeling a lot of those penalties are manual. I know the overstock penalty was manual, like someone decided to do it and it wasn't algorithmic and they made an example out of us. I bet that still happens in your space of link building where they'll catch on to something sketchy or this company and they'll look at like all their customers and they'll just manually attack them. You think that's still happening? I'm sure some of them get brought to their attention because of algorithmic signs, but there's still human beings that are shutting people off, don't you think? For sure, I do. Yeah, we, we have seen some of those and not anyone we've worked with, but I've seen friends kind of go down that path too, where, yeah, if you're making kind of a big noise about the specific tactics you do and you leave a bit of a footprint there, if I can kind of catch on to that, I'm sure any manual reviewer at Google who's got potentially more experience just doing that every single day of trying to identify patterns can probably do it with the assistance, obviously, of like direct technology to identify those. I think if you're doing kind of sketchy stuff like that at scale, you're for sure going to run into hot water at some point. And that's really why we prioritize that quality over quantity approach in that like, I'd rather get 10 really great quality domains in a month, two, three months than 100 ones from mediocre sources like at scale, kind of spamming the same URL, the same anchor text, trying to like get quick wins. I'd rather prioritize that longer term route because I know that my site's going to be protected long-term. And that, again, if I'm seeing a really good return from SEO, that there's, it's really unlikely that that valve is going to be shut off. And then one day, I'm just going to be kind of left in the dust. Absolutely. I like that strategy a lot. Well, we've been really fortunate to talk to one of the best link building experts in the business. It sounds like everything I've heard you talk about today is spot on. I agree with you. Any final thoughts or things you wanted to mention on the podcast before we part ways? Uh, no, I don't think so. But yeah, I appreciate you having me, man. It was fun. And uh, it's always good to chat about good quality link building in uh, you know, the modern era. Yeah, as we, as we started this podcast, the very first episode, we, I admitted that link building has been the strangest business task I have ever been a part of. And uh, you have to get creative and you are very creative and you've gone about it the right way. So encourage our guests to, to check out Userp. Okay, that wraps up this guest-hosted episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Special thanks to Jeremy Moser, CEO at Userp, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeremy, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter or visit his company website at userp.io. All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huckabuy.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. 
And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet... And you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 